This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. This week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Hannah Bartlett Alonso, and we dove into very, first of all, very lot of synergy here in words. You've heard this on the the, the podcast before, uh, but it's just great. I love hearing it from someone else and their experiences and their views and what they come from and how they share it and, and so much more. I just love it. It's a different experience of the human expression of talking about quantum physics and Newtonian physics. We got into the law of relativity and Einstein, and we got into some deep science stuff. I love it when she, what she brought up to the table. We got into the aspects of getting out of the, the, the mundane type of things in life and how to really tap into the energetic and how to allow that lead you in the importance of an aligned action or inspired action and what that means for you in your life, not just in business, not just in success, but also in your relationships and everything else and how it can really level you up. And she'll share her story of how it helped her really expand and grow in her business so quick at such a young age um, to hit levels that you know people take 20, 30 years to get to um, from these things and so much more. She'll even share her story of her mom her healing journey, her, her, her um, Hannah's own healing journey and her mom's dying journey, but what it meant for her and what, what kind of gifts were left there that allowed her to see things at a deeper realm and so much more. This is a great interview. I love Hannah's energy. I love her and everything she brings to the table. I know you will also. So here's my wonderful interview with Hannah Bartlett Alonso. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. I feel like there's going to be a lot of synergy here. A lot of stuff that you're doing and what you're up to is very well into my world. So I'm 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 loving to see where this is all going to go as we dive in. So thanks for taking the time. Um, before we get into all that stuff, I I love to know a little bit about your story. How did you get into what you're doing today? How long have you got? I know we preempted this with you can take the long version. You can like, go really, long or short, long don't matter. How Whatever long you like. Have you got really okay. So I mean, I've got a school of healing, and I teach you know business and healing. But I think anyone that has gone into healing mastery, for lack of better terms, has got a solid reason. You know, you don't study as much as I have because things went really well in early life. You know. <laughs> So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you can concur, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna summarize this, but um, I always start the story at 19, even though it, it really did start before. But at 19, I am studying psychology. I'm diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder in the same three weeks that my mum is diagnosed with the cancer that ends up being terminal, and it initiated a seven-year period of my healing and her dying. Okay, that's my story. When I say this, I notice the reactions of people go, oh, no. And what I really want to bring light to is that it's it's not an oh, no story. It, it really, you know, there's, I think her name is Cheryl Twade. She talks about her mother passing away being the reason of her becoming in a book, Tiny Little Things. And that was really my experience. You know, it was very challenging for a very long period of time. But it gave me an awareness of 
life is life is not forever you know and that's a privilege at 23 to 26 you know off and on I was a full-time carer for my mother so I was in and out of hospitals you know (laughs) hospices you know all of these things that most 23 year olds do not go to right and I remember feeling this almost this 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 resentment you know my friends would be out or they'd be traveling or they'd be partying they'd be dating boys and I was in the hospital and what I didn't understand at that time that in my opinion the gift that I was getting even though I couldn't conceive it was the best thing that would ever happen to me because from 23 I started to think oh and you're gonna die one day right and at at the end of your life you're gonna have a second to think because I saw my mum go through this process and you're gonna think did I did I do everything that I wanted to do? Did I become everything that I wanted to be? Did I really like play full out in my life? Did I really go for it? And so at 23, instead of, let's call it farting around. I don't know if you'd say that in the States, but you'd say that to a child in the UK. <laughs> um, I really, really got serious about my life, what I wanted to do with my life and 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 who I wanted to be. I also had the privilege of seeing that conventional tri- um, treatments to mental health are limited. I took my antidepressants when I was younger. I was very much a good girl. I got, you know, awards of excellence in all of my degrees. I was the highest ranked student in all my final exams in the university. And I ended my degree thinking, this is absolute crap. <laughs> like, I, I, there's no practical application to this, uh, you know, for someone that's actually really going through something. And so I I started studying in a way that people don't tend to study unless they're in a bit of a desperate situation. You know, I studied all different forms of modalities. I made the mistake of putting peppermint oil on my um, hands. It's made my eye water for a second. I'm not crying, I promise. If you guys can see a, a video of that. <laughs> um I started studying all sorts of modalities. I started with, you know, the the the, the more common ones, yoga, meditation, nutrition. I found that when you are dealing with a life and death situation <laughs> and a parent and a caregiver, not enough, right? This led me to study trauma, shamanism, energetic medicine. I went full woo, right? I went very, very alternative for someone who had been extremely academic. Um, and this is where I really started getting results in my life, right? So I went from, you know, there's so many different areas of my life that improved from doing this type of work, whether it's relationship healing trauma healing you know i came from a family of refugees they'd been refugees from the civil war there was lots and lots of trauma in our ancestral line and this related to relationships um relationship with the masculine money just all sorts of things right and so after my mum died i thought to myself there's not enough people talking about this there's not enough people bringing this together there's not enough people you know bringing this to the masses and that's where i founded my school about three and a half years ago. So I took everything that I had learned in respect to healing and I applied it to business and I started getting results that didn't make sense for someone that had no business experience. We scaled to six figures in a year, quarter of a million launch within our first year and three months of business, not something that happens very often, seven figures in two years and a half. It keeps going like this. And I realized that the healing work isn't just to go from bad to okay right it's actually the key the piece that's going to take you to all of the different layers of great 
And I started becoming really passionate working with people who wanted to have an extraordinary life, you know, people who thought about the end of life and they, you know, they considered what do I want to be, what do, what, what do I want to change in the world before I go? How do I want to serve? You know, what, what, what do I want to fill those years with? And so it started as something that was challenging, but what it's turned into, I mean, it's the most beautiful thing. And I love how you brought up, you know, going through what you went through in your early 20s with your mom dying and you going through your stuff and you're like, everyone usually just goes, oh, man, poor you or it's tough or things along that nature. And you were like, no, this is it's an awakening moment. That's the way I was perceiving it. You know, it, it, it's heavy emotions, but um, or I should say unpleasant. But it's it's there's always a gift in all that all those things, and I love how you were like looking at it from. And were you looking at it from that person in that time like that, or was this later on? You kind of looked back and did that. Uh, you've got to remember, it's been twelve years since my mum was diagnosed, <laughs> so that's a hefty period of time of processing before having this conversation. Um, this was the work that I found. So I think when I was first diagnosed, I had this feeling of this isn't going to be my story, right? I saw the failings of the system. I was in the system. I was in, not that I'm against systems, but I was, you know, I was studying an undergrad of psychology at university and I did an extra year in a research clinic in Spain, you know, and I was seeing this is not actually giving people the results they want. So I think I was always very purpose-dread and it was less about finding the gift in that moment because I didn't really know what that meant, but it was... I think I decided from 19 that I was going to create meaning from it. And there was a decision. And this is a piece maybe you're going to share from who wrote the, the book about the Holocaust? Uh, Victor Frankl. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know who he was at that time. But if you find meaning, you know, it stops being a traumatic thing and it becomes something brilliant. Absolutely. It was the first book that started to change my life. And I was 19, 20, no, 19 or 20, 20 years old. Um, when a, a, I was in business school and my marketing teacher's like, you have to read this book. Uh, all of us had to read it and do a report on it. And I was like, this is marketing. Why am I, or compensation? And I'm like, why am I in this? This doesn't associate. But I thanked him for that later on because it was, it was a, such a pivotal book that shifted a lot of my life in a lot of different ways. Early started it. Um, you talk about <clears throat> business success and and getting that rum. A lot of times in the business world, still to this day, I've only been in business for fifteen years, and so in the self help, in the personal development, in the motivational speaking, and all the business leaders that I've ever listened to and continue to, they all speak on the realm of grind, hustle, hard work, those types of things. And just for the listeners, you guys know my me and how I share this. I'm not saying those things aren't important, uh, at least from a working or taking aligned action is how I like to call it. But what was the big, what are some of the things you, from your story, like what was, what was, was there like an aha when you started to apply the principles of which you went through from your healing, from the traumas and all that, and you took it in the business? Was it one of the things, I'm just curious to see if your experience was like mine, where it was like, did you ever ask yourself how this is like blowing up like crazy? How is this happening? And did you start questioning it because it was against the norm of what you've heard all, you know, with, with business advice and so forth? 
So it wasn't a surprise because when you understand the laws of the universe and when you understand energetics, you're a creator. So what I learned from the healing work was that my life isn't just a series of unfortunate events, right? I have the power to create what I wanted. Did I want a business that was successful? Yes. <laughs> You're hoping, Did I so make... hope, hoping. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, I thought you were going to say something there. We're hoping so, right? I didn't go into business being like, oh, I hope this is a massive flop and I help no one. I went into business seeing success for me. And I saw multidimensional success. So what do I mean by that? I saw financial success. I saw clients' lives changing. I saw my life changing and improving. So I think, you know, it's really interesting. You've been in business for 15 years. I've been in business for three and a half years. It's really not a long time. But the rooms, the places, the tables, the income brackets that I'm in don't make sense for how long I've been in business. And not having a business experience and not having a business background was the best thing that happened to me because I didn't know the limiting beliefs. I wasn't part of that culture. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't in the hustle. You know, I came from the healing work. I came from, you know, real life situations. So, you know, I worked hard, but I didn't buy into a lot of things that people do buy into. For me, it was, you know, I'm going to create the result that I want. I'm going to use all of the tools that I know to create the result that I want. I'm going to get the business training and I'm just going to decide that it works. And it did. And it does and it will. So, you know, I get a lot of people that come to me, and this is really interesting, that are like, you know, they've done 20 years in business. You know, we had a lady that came to us, she sold planes. Did you know that was a career? I did not know that was a career. I never thought about, you know, there've got to be people out there that sell planes. We've had people come to us that have, you know, scaled companies to ridiculous numbers in Silicon Valley, you know, from Wall Street. And they come to us because the way that they've been taught business hasn't worked for them. And they might have the financial results, but they've also got consequences of the financial results, whether it's lack of relationship, right? Whether it's lack of health, whether it's, you know, another aspect. And what's very interesting is that I am, you know, part of many communities, very, you know, affluent business communities where we see, you know, some of the top 1%, not 1%, 0.000001%, you know, of, of income. And I always tell this story. I was at this invite only retreat. It was business meets spirituality earlier this year. And I'm not going to say the name, but I'm going to say that this man is famous for scaling I think $5 billion companies in his lifetime, you know, cash. And he gets on the stage, just a, little, just a little bit, just a little. He gets on stage and he says, don't do it. This has made me so unhappy. And so <laughs> the beauty of doing it the way that we've done it, which by the way is through ignorance because we didn't know that other people did it another way, <laughs> is that the way that we've done it is creating healing, love, relationships, you know, all of this with the business success. So I actually think the lack of experience has been one of our strengths. Yeah, I mean, I know from the healing world, I mean, I've studied energy healing for a while for um, probably like 10, 12 different te techniques. And I remember one of the teachers of a, was, he's a, he was a chiropractor and he was like saying, he goes, those who are chiropractors, nurses, any medical background that you have, 
you're limited compared to people who don't have a medical background. They're going to be more better of a healer than you will be because your mind will limit the potentiality of what you can do. And it was a fa- it was fascinating because for me, I'm a chiropractor and I, and what I understand about physiology in the body. And, um, but it was one of the things that I had to work very hard to keep an open mind, but those who don't, don't have those, you know, systems, it's like learning something the wrong way. It takes a lot of energy to unlearn and then re relearn something new. And so it's one of those things that those who don't have the background, they're usually, usually are going to be end up being, um, better healers. Those who don't have all the, the constructs of the business, usually you're going to, th- it's just like going to school is going to make you successful. Most of the most successful people in the world didn't finish school. Or didn't even go the college that is. Um, I'm not saying college is not important, but it's it's just one of those things where um, I think some of those constructs limit us in some ways. Absolutely, and for us, it was it was exactly that because the way that I understood life after doing all of the healing work is I am the X factor, and I don't mean that in an in an arrogant way. I mean that my inner reality creates my external reality. So my number one focus business has been I need to become who I need to become to be able to have the business that I want right whether that's in beliefs whether that's in habit whether that's in you know any area of my internal becoming so my focus has always been on that whereas if you come from a business background the focus is on how can I do the most how can I push the hardest how can I force this result into reality and so when you understand how life and the universe works, you see that forcing something into reality is literally the hardest way to get the result, right? No wonder that people are tired, right? <laughs> You've been pushing this into your life. You're going to be exhausted. And I'm not saying that if you do it the energetic way that you don't do anything. Of course you do, right? But you focus on alignment first. And so what this means is what you do actually works the way that i teach this is i've been on you know a lot of training courses i'm someone that dives into something with with two feet if i'm going to do it right so i've been on a lot of training courses and i've been on a lot of strategy courses and do you know what's very interesting about strategy courses is only 20 percent of people roughly get a result and i've seen this again and again and i've worked with some like you know very top people why why does that happen 20 people, 20% of the people, let's say you've got 100 people, 20 people make a million using a strategy, right? 80 done. What have the 20 people got? Well, they're a match to that result. They've got the belief systems to hold it. Maybe they're doing the energetic work with it. Maybe they're visualizing a future successful result. What are the 80% doing? Maybe they're, maybe they're visualizing failure, right? Maybe all they do is they focus on their expenses, right? Maybe they've not done the inner work to actually hold a million. So what I love about this is that I'm not saying don't do strategy. I'm just saying don't just do strategy. I'm not saying don't take action. I'm just saying there is something else happening whilst you take action. I love that because that's one of the big things I've ever, I've experienced like a kickback. And when it comes to the work I do is like, it's because everyone thinks, you know, when you look at the power of visualization and you look at all these different things, it's like, oh, you got to you got to do the work. You got to do work in some way, shape or form. And it's like I always tell them, like, never said work is not involved. It's just there's a difference between just going endlessly at work and, and, and just constantly doing something to hopefully something sticks compared to energetically being aligned to that. And, and, and I always I call it inspired action where you wait for that moment to come because it will come you you can't ignore it 
where you're like going to be like, I have to take action. I have to go all in then. This is, this is it. This is what, and you just know it deep down. And then you do that. And all of a sudden you're like, looking back a year or two or three years, like your story and, and, and others is like, also you're like, I'm growing at a pace that's crazy. I don't know even, you know, it's just, it's, it's just not normal, um, mm-hmm. which is great. That means you're doing something different than what everyone else is doing. Uh, and it's, and it's that level of, and that was kind of my story and my journey too. When I started to finally just let go and tap into the energetic realm and just say, this is what the principles I know. This is what I know works. Uh, somehow they have to work. I've, I've read the quantum physics. I've read the studies. I've, I've studied all this. I'm like, it has to then and let go and trust and always and have faith and do all that stuff. And next thing you know, two years, the amount of growth I had compared to what I did, it was just, I was just like, cool, let's keep going. I like this. This is good. <laughs> So let's talk a little about let's talk about that that Newtonian versus quantum physics realm because a lot of business is in the Newtonian realm um, and there's very few that you know they they think of and you probably you, we were talking about this before hopping on like the woo woo stuff people would say or the hippie stuff or that all that stuff just that that I would, yeah woo woo trying to see that mystical stuff someone told me one time but anywho um, let's talk a little bit about that Newtonian and, and the quantum realm and and all that good stuff. So I think a really easy way to understand uh, the differentiation is when you look at time. So we teach people uh, this construct when we speak to time. So Newtonian tells us, okay, every day is exactly the same amount of length. It doesn't matter what happens in the day. It doesn't, you know, you've got a day, you've got a minute, you've got a second, okay, and it's quantifiable. What Einstein discovered is the law of relativity, okay? So it means time, depending on who is observing it, is different. So let's think about, okay, when was the last time that you just had the best day of your life? Like, what was your last day that you're like, this is the most fun I've had? I didn't even know I could have this much fun. What a bloody day. I mean, you know, every day I try to see it like that. <laughs> but I've spent it, you know, uh, it's anytime I'm spending time with my daughter, to be honest with you. Okay. And so how fast does that day go? It, um, for me, it depends, you know, I want to say it goes by pretty quick, but, um, but then again, it's, it's, it's when you're having fun, time flies, right? So this is the point, isn't it? If you think about a time in your life that you were having an amazing time, so let me think about something. We did a, we did a, an energy training last weekend. And for me, that is a lot of fun. So it went like this, right? When you're having fun, time goes fast. Now, an example that Gay Hendricks gives, which I really adore, was that he had a day and his sister, his sister, or really it was his daughter, messaged him saying, I've got bad news, right? Um, I'm not going to tell you now, I'm going to tell you when I get home. So that half an hour, knowing that bad news is coming, how long do you think that half an hour fell? Forever. Forever, right? That half an hour is suddenly forever. So you, you look at these two opposite examples, Okay. You look at these two opposite examples, a whole day feels like a second and half an hour feels like forever. So is time the same, right? Or does it depend on the observer? This is the easiest way to get it. This is the easiest way to start seeing it. And so then you start to ask the question, well, what else in my life is changing as I observe it? Right? Think about this. Everyone's got to do this, haven't they? Like there are a few people right now on planet Earth that don't have a to-do list as an adult. 
you look at that to-do list and you think, God, what a crap day. This is going to be shit. I'm going to be so tired, right? And you look at life through those eyes. What's your day going to be? Crap. <laughs> right? You wake up another day and let's say you actually do have a crap activity to do, which is like, for example, taxes. I don't know anyone who enjoys. Well, actually, my bookkeeper loves doing numbers and taxes. I do not enjoy it. <laughs> I'm getting a shake of the head. Likewise, right? I don't like it either. You don't like it either. I'm like, oh, God, I don't even understand. Um, but let's say you wake up and you've got a day of taxes, but you choose to perceive your day of taxes through eyes of, I'm going to have so much fun. There's going to be magic. There's going to be miracles. The chances are you're going to be able to make that day of taxes a wonderful day. And so when we start to look at life through the law of relativity, you start realizing, oh, I'm observing everything in my life, right? This has creative potential, right? How I perceive life, how I see things, it's manipulating form. And we can get as woo as you want with it. But firstly, it's understanding, okay, how you observe your life will change how life responds to you. Let's bring the money piece in, okay? You go through life and you say, nothing works for me. I've invested in all of these trainings and nothing's working for me, right? You're seeing life through that lens. How is life going to respond to you? Nothing's going to work for you, right? There's a there's a fun phrase. I love this. Who is this? This is Catherine. Can't remember her final name. She's um she's she's a she's a minister, believe it or not, teaching on financial abundance in her nineties. <laughs> anyway, she speaks. You know, isn't that brilliant? I'm like, I want to be her in my nineties. You know. <laughs> um, and she speaks to a client that this client always goes from well, she probably the term largest client. He always goes from win to great financial success, and no one ever understands why. And then she said one day she realized that every time she asked him where, how his business was going, you know, he would respond, oh, there's gold dust in the air. Everything's working well. There's gold dust in the air. So if you're someone that's observing the gold dust in the air, how is life going to respond to you? Okay. So this slight shift in thinking as, you know, everything just is, I have no power and control versus who I be, how I think, how I observe changes my reality you start realizing that you have a lot more power than you realize. And that's the beginning of transformation. No, it's so true. I mean, it's, you know, we did the studies in the thirties and we did it in the seventies with new tech with the observer effect and looking at, you know, how our observations, you know, perceive and the behavior of electrons, photons and, and, and so forth. And it's fascinating how you see things is what it becomes. And even to the level of with Dr. Bruce Lipton's work, understanding perception and the effect of our biology, but more importantly, even our genetics and epigenetics, if we take it to that level. And it's mm -hmm. just fascinating to see how you literally see something like truly believe in it is what it'll become. So if there's gold dust in the air, Hey, that's, it's just abundantly coming all the time. And you're just going to have it because you believe it. Even when, so I try to tell clients all the time, Never judge where you are, judge where you're going, right? So see it as always where you are in the future, but see it now and be grateful because the mind mm -hmm. in life, really time doesn't really exist per se um, when you talk about it from the mind. The body is held in the space realm, right? In this physical reality, the body's tied to it. But 
our mind isn't. Like if I think about what you think about what you did yesterday and you think about what you got to do tomorrow, you just time traveled. And so I always say you can time travel, but then bring it into the present. It's kind of a little bit of Joe Dispenza's work a little, but you bring it into the present now and be grateful because now all of a sudden you're like saying, yes, I'm here now. It's happening already. And as long as you keep believing it, it's all going to pan out. It will uh, because you're keep putting that energy out into the field. It's law. It's not woo-woo anymore. It's law. It's, you know, Law of vibration, law of attraction, law of manifestation. It applies to that. You only experience what you get in the realm. You only experience in life what you vibrate at. And if you have a belief of good things, or I want to say you just higher vibrations or things that you want and you focus on them, you're going to get that. If you focus on things that are not, you know, whatever you focus on, you get. Let's just keep it that way because I don't like to try to make bad and good because, but whatever you focus on is what you're going to get. It's, yeah, no, this is brilliant. I say this to my clients and they find it very funny. I'm like saying that you don't believe in energetics and manifestation is like saying that you don't believe in gravity. Like, oh, I dropped my apple and it floated because I'm special. My apple floats. Gravity doesn't apply to me, right? <laughs> like if someone said that to you, you'd say that is pretty ridiculous, right? That's the same when you when you really don't play in or believe the laws of the universe. Yeah. And that's, and the, and the thing is, you know, I always say you're always, you know, when someone says, well, law of attraction doesn't work for me. I said, well, law, well, if you don't believe it, I mean, law of attraction works all the time. It's always working. Uh, you mm -hmm. can't, you can't get out of that. That's just a, like, some people say, well, you're just making these things up. I said, no, I just evaluate the rules and just go, oh, that's how the rules of life are. Cool. Um, and that's what I, I know to be true to what I've seen. Um, and I said, it's just, you know, something that you can either accept and, and work with and learn how to, you know, play with that game, or you can go ahead and continue to route, but this is kind of what it's going to be. Absolutely. And so then you've just basically said how we got the results we got in three years in business. Yeah. We played to the rules. Yeah. Cause even for <laughs> my, I, it, it, you just, you just like, like that's the thing. Cause that's, I got to a point where I was tired of the hustle. I, I mean, I got to a financial point that I wanted to get to, but I was burned out because I did it through Newtonian physics. I did it through all these other things. And I said, what if I can work, 50% less as a chiropractor. So it means I take my hours from like 26, 28 to 14 and a half hours a week. No chiropractor does that um, unless they're part-time. And then I said, not only that, I want to make the same amount of money I was making before. So I'm going to cut my work 50% less is an, an office. And I said, I'm going to do this. Then on top of that, I want to do all these other things. So I wanted to travel, spend more time. I wanted to get into coaching. I wanted to write books. I wanted to do podcast. I wanted to do all that other stuff. And it was within, I, I, I forced myself, I even challenged myself. I took a 40% hit on my business to restructure it on purpose. I didn't know it was going to be 40%. It just ended up being that way. And I was a little like, okay, this is a little on the uncomfortable level, but I'm like, you know what? No, where am I going? That's what I'm going to focus on. And then two years, not even a year later, we were right back where we were. And I sat there and I was like, this is cool. All right. This is cool. What did I do? I didn't do anything. I just said, I want to be a pediatric chiropractor. I want to see this percentage. And I was going to trust. And then I just saw myself being that person every single day of who I wanted to become. Mm -hmm. And within a year, I was there. And, you know, 5% pediatric volume, the 50-something percent. I was like, and everyone's like, how do you do it? The chiropractors are like, how did you get there? What did you do? What marketing, right? The do, 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 do. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. Um, conversations just came up. It's because of what I was emitting out. Moms mm -hmm. all of a sudden ask, hey, you know, this chiropractic thing can help with so-and-so with this? Absolutely. You know, and all of a sudden the conversations were different. I didn't change anything except internally. And it's just fascinating how it all ends up working out. What I really want to bring people's attention to, it's so funny that you just used that as a story because we're doing the exact same right now. 
we took a cash dip this year to completely restructure. You know, I've got a, a healing segment on TV. I have big projects in Dubai. I need to be, or I want to be in other places, right? And I think there's, there's a vital ingredient in living this way. And that's courage, right? It takes courage to have a loss now for a much bigger gain. So it's an interesting thing, you know, this piece of, and I think if you listen to anyone that's creating a life slightly different, right? The number one ingredient that you hear is this courage, this bravery, this willingness to change, this willingness for discomfort, right? Because taking a loss in profit can bring up sometimes emotions, right? Attachments, fear, right? What if I've taken this loss and everything runs out and then it was a terrible choice? And then do you know what I mean? That's what the human brain is. What if it all runs out and then this is the worst ever, right? So there's, there's two ingredients here and, and Bob Proctor talks about this a lot. There are two ingredients. Firstly, courage. You've got to be brave. You've got to be brave to make the choice. But making the choice in the grand context of life is relatively easy in, in comparison to backing the choice and backing yourself right? Because you say it's only a year because you're on the other side, but that whole year, right? <laughs> faith. Faith. <laughs> faith. I choose faith, not fear. Oh my God, I choose yep. faith, not fear. I choose yep. faith, not fear. I promise I'm not crazy. I choose faith, not fear, right? Like that's, that's, a, that's a thing. And so I think it's really important that when, when we talk about living in this slightly different way, the rewards are great, Okay. The rewards are greater than you can imagine. In my belief system, right, when we're willing to do this work, that's when you create heaven on earth, okay? And it's going to require something from you, right? Whether that's choosing faith every day, whether that's doing your energetic practices, whether that's being courageous instead of playing it safe, you know? Because you right now are a match to the results that you have in your life right now. So if you want to change them, by law, you're going to have to change, yep. and that requires courage. It does, and it's it's one of those things that you know I always tell um, people too. Like, even when you make the change, a lot of times you know energetically, and and I think this is speeding up faster. I think there's there's ways that it can be, but there is this time space reality that we live in, and so like I could say, you can make an instantaneous change now. I said, you can, you can even be at the vibrational frequency of being a millionaire and you look at your bank account, it may not reflect that, but in that time frame, you, you are already being now the elements are coming all together. And it's like this beautiful, like you don't, we, we can't, and, and we can't instantly, I guess with microwaves you could, but uh, to make a beautiful soup or I'm Italian. So like to make a really good gravy or some people call it in the States a sauce um, to do it right. It's about a seven, eight hour process. It has to, to go through a seven, eight hours to, with the bones to break down, to take the minerals off. You got the meats in there to add to the flavor. There's a process to that of time we have to go through. It didn't take me long to put all the ingredients in there, but there's that process. And every, I always tell you, everyone's time's different. We call, I like to call it divine timing. Some people say, oh, that you can cut that short. I'm like, I, I go, yeah, you can. I go, my experiences in life, there's a divine time of when we when we finally get to that point energetically, then we get there. Then all of a sudden the moving pieces come. And then like your experience, my experience in a couple different ways. I mean, I even had it from a healing experience where um my back went out. It was an eight-month process. 
I'm doing everything right. And, and, and I knew there was some, it was a good thing. I knew it was a good thing from what was changing in my body, but it's about five and a half, six months of dealing with agony and pain. I was like, I remember I was like, uh, is this the rest of my life? What's going on here? Right. This is in the same thinking context. And when we get into, when we're in these like setbacks or maybe you're starting a business and you're struggling or whatever that may be, and you're just not seeing it come in, your mind starts to think, Hey, this is what it's going to be like, right? You're talking about doom and gloom and going to zero and all this other stuff. But deep down what happened, I always share the story is like when you energetically, I shifted my mindset, got recentered. And I'm like, I'm doing everything I need to do for my body. And I know, and I started seeing it in a healing moment. I started saying, this is what it's going to be. I forget the time. And I'll never forget. It was two months later. All of a sudden, one day I wake up in the morning. I don't have to walk my hands up a wall. And then all of a sudden, four weeks later, I'm working out. The next date, no, a week later, I was walking my dog. And three weeks from there, I was working out again. And I said, that happened really quick. That happened overnight almost. That was pretty interesting. But again, it, it usually when everything is in that alignment, it'll happen. Does that sound, yeah, does, that, that, does that resonate? hundred percent. And a lot of people say, oh, you're an overnight success, right? Whether it's back or business. And you're like, yeah, that was 10 years in the making. Yes. <laughs> right. Because I, I did, I had this business journey that was super fast. And this is what I say to my clients, but also look at what I've been doing since I was 19, <laughs> you know? And, 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 and I think it's really important to, to have that context to understand. And when you actually do talk about manifestation, Again, what's another ingredient? Patience, because in patience, there is no resistance. You know, when you're looking every day at your life and you're saying, oh, this is not there yet. I don't have this. I wanted to be a millionaire before I was 30. So I could be in Forbes under 30 and now I'm 32. <laughs> you know, that's slowing it down, right? So people are frightened to be patient and that's what's going to speed it up. You know, so you had, you were like, you, you let go of, or it just got to the point that it came through. It was the moment for it to come through and it was seamless because there was no, resistance. 100%. I could talk to you all day, but uh, real quick, how can people follow up with you and all the amazing work you're doing? Easiest place is Hannah, which is spelled J-A-N-A. You wouldn't expect that, but I'm half Spanish, half English, and my parents made my name up. So thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Hannah spelled J-A-N-A. Think Alapina, okay? That's the Spanish H. Bartlett, B-I-M-B-A-R-T-L-E-T-T, Alonso. And I've got a couple of free courses, one on actually the laws of the universe. So if you want to go through that, it's called Manifest with Ease. You can just message me, podcast free course or something like that, and I'll send that to you. And yeah, come share what landed with you in this interview and a thing that that really resonated or, or stayed with you. Awesome. And for all the listeners, I will have all that good stuff in the show notes. Hannah, this is great um, talking with you. I knew the energy would be awesome and I appreciate your time and all that you're doing. It's it's shifting humanity into the new world. Um, everyone talks about this whole shift thing and, and it's already happened. Now it's just learning what this the new world is and how to operate in it. And uh, I appreciate meeting others who are already on that path, pioneering it and helping others um, learn more about this. So thank you for all the work you're doing. And thank you for taking time to be here with us. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.